few names on it. What we're asking you to do is to sign up for a slot each day throughout the week where you will pray and use your uh, prayer leaflet. I would encourage uh, community groups to be praying this week in some form or other. I would encourage people to get into prayer teams if they can, to pray together, uh, get with your friends and pray together. But this is a very, very important week in terms of, of prayer. Okay? How many people believe prayer works? Right. Because if we really believe prayer would work, we would pray a great deal more. It's very simple. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes uh, all the issues we pray into. Prayer, it's not prayer itself, it's the one we pray to who changes everything. Prayer moves the hand of God. Isn't that a mystery? I find that just astonishing that I can pray and, and God will move. Prayer, though, requires faith. It requires application. It requires diligence. It requires a bit of planning. Um, you know, I'm full of good intentions, but very few of those intentions ever happen. Anybody identify with that? Well, th- this week will be like that. Well, yeah, we'll get down to prayer. And you'll find you've got to the end of the week and you think, I didn't quite manage the praying I intended. So that's why we've got the, the board up there. So can I, can I encourage you to sign in? I will check afterwards. Um, but to sign in, the board will be there tonight as well at the prayer meeting. But try and fill up as many of those slots as we can because it's a very important week of prayer. I can't emphasize how important this week is. And uh, I'm aware it's Mother's Day and happy Mother's Day to mothers. But but <laughs> that's not disparaging mothers, it's just happy Mother's Day. But I'm, and I'm aware some people are away visiting moms and that sort of thing. But I need to say this week, as I've been praying... This, I sense this week in the purpose of God is very, very important. It's to be taken seriously. It's not like, oh, well, you know, it'll come, it'll go, and Jubilee will go on forever. I, I just think we're in a very different place from that. Jubilee will go on until the Lord says otherwise. But uh, I was just, you know, we're singing about, Johnny was singing about, um, was it about that thing about making me happy? Um, there's no place I would rather... Was that, was that the one? Or what was the one before that? Something about you make me happy, or we make you happy, and he makes us happy. And, and I think that's right. And, but what really will make God happy? What really can we do that will please God? It's actually, without faith, it's impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we need to exercise faith. If you want to please God this week, pray. Okay? Pray. Uh... Jesus, it says, for the joy set before him endured the cross. But actually, what, who's the, what's the joy set before Jesus? We are. Actually, we are. But he calls us into a life of faith, a life of uh, intentionally pursuing God. Uh, I was thinking of that song, you know, something about um, we want more of you. Is that, is that, that's the second one. This, Lord, we want more of you. And I just felt God say this. He said... You can have more of me, but to get more of me, you're going to have to, you, 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 I'm going to have to have more of you. Does that make sense? Ah, yes. oh, I want more of you, God. Yeah. So, are you giving time to him? Are you giving, focusing your, your life and everything you do for his glory and for his honor? Because on that route of faith, there's much more of God for us all. But if God is just, just sort of, he gets our Sunday slot and our 
community group slot or our prayer slot or, you know, we go on through and say, God, I want more of you. To want more of God is to pursue God because God wants more of us. Very important. Come back to this week of prayer. I believe this week of prayer is pivotal in Jubilee's future. We were away last week. Um, got back at the end of the week. We've been supposedly a week's holiday, but visiting uh, my mom and dad, who are. My mom was 91 last uh, a week yesterday. My dad's 91 in June, and they're very frail. Then we went on down over from Clapton to Bedford and went to see Jean's mom, who's 94, 95 this year, and even more frail. And it was a very tough time, to be honest. Kept asking for her mom. Uh, every two or three minutes, how's my mother um, just completely living in a shrinking world? And then I was meeting uh, with leaders from the church in Bedford, talking uh, about various things, but some of the things about the, the nation of Tanzania and how we can be involved there. And I just began to fit God to say, you know, these are serious times we live in, and God says, I want more of you than I've ever had before feel that's the core. I want more of you than I've ever had before. I want, to, I want you to be more serious, more diligent, more persistent than you've ever been before in terms of pursuing God. Because if you really want more of him, you will pursue him. How many of us want more of God? Well, the hands go up. Yeah? Are we going to pursue him then? Are we going to pursue him this week in prayer then? Are we going to come to the prayer meeting this evening, then? Yeah? See, we can talk the talk. It's, I want more of you, but, you know, God's full of grace, and I'll have more of, more of him resting at home. And God is full of grace, and... But you know what? You, you find there's a diligence that God looks for in terms of us pursuing him. And he says, I, I actually want first place in your life. I want first place. Not second place, not third place. I want to be absolutely number one. To know God more means I will pursue him with every fiber of my being. And I will pursue the things he calls me to with every fiber of my being. I will pursue being part of Jubilee with every fiber of my being. I will pursue the calling he has for me in Jubilee with every fiber of my being. Does that sound like hard work? It could sound like hard work, couldn't it? It could sound like, well, yeah, go on, Paul, you're getting a bit serious today and we don't want you to be serious, we want you to preach a nice sermon. Well, actually, you're going to listen to Julian Adams this morning. He's not here, but I'm going to play him to you and put, him, put his words up on the screen in a minute but I just uh, you see we, we start this week of prayer and I just have to emphasize the seriousness of what we're doing this week can be pivotal in the future of Jubilee really can but it's up to us so we have our prayer meeting we're praying throughout the week we have a prayer meeting tonight pray throughout the week and have a prayer meeting next Sunday evening as well and of course then there's the gift day and we'll all have the opportunity to give in to Jubilee to enable future ministry, staff appointments, and so on. You see, there's so much to do. Simon is going full-time in April. You feeling scared yet? A little bit, yeah, okay. Jody's even more scared. 
But you see, that's just the start, really, of a new day for Jubilee. This is a prophetic word from me. We're about to step into a new day for Jubilee. I'm going to play to you a CD of the prophetic word that Julian Adams uh, had for Jubilee at the beginning of December last year. He brought it when the wider leadership met with him and then he was here on the Sunday. For those who uh, went around then, just to explain who Julian is, Julian Adams is a South African with an amazing prophetic ministry. He's clearly a modern day prophet. I got to know him about seven years ago, eight years ago, and he had a big impact on the church I was then leading in Bedford. And then Julian was involved up here and in, in Jubilee, and he brought a word in 2007 for Jubilee that con- continues to shape our vision and direction and will continue to do so. Then Julian came on staff here. Do you remember that? Who was here then? Quite a lot of you. Julian came on staff here for a season. I know he wasn't around much because prophets aren't usually. They're usually somewhere else. Um, And then he moved to Manchester with Jeremy in 2010 uh, when Gene and I came here. And Julian's now uh, joined to the King's Arms Church back in Bedford, where we came from. And he has an international prophetic ministry. Now, even though Julian has an amazing ministry and the accuracy of his prophetic words are quite amazing, it is right that we weigh and test prophecy that is brought. So what I want to, to, what I'm going to play to you today needs to be heard in the light, because it's a long prophecy, it's 15 minutes. Needs to be heard in the light uh, of that. The man is clearly a prophet. His prophecies are very accurate, but prophecy still needs to be weighed and tested Prophecy is not fatalism. Just because someone brings a word, it doesn't mean it will automatically come true. I feel God's really been speaking to me about this. We need to be very careful with prophetic words. Be very, very careful with personal words over people. We should never bring a personal word to someone in any setting unless someone else is there too who can listen to that and pray for that. Whether it's prayer ministry on a Sunday or any other setting, uh, community groups or Uh, prayer teams, it's very easy to get into a situation where you're praying for somebody and start to say, never do that unless somebody else is there. Because words can become a curse. Words can become a curse just as much as encouragement. Things need weighing and testing. And you know what? We can be wrong. In fact, I think I often am. Just to encourage you. The, The danger is when you get into leadership, people think, well, you're never wrong. Well, talk to Jean. <laughs> she should tell me I'm wrong most of the time. Um, do, do you mean it, we can be wrong? We, we, can, we can have an idea and it's not necessarily from God. Anything that comes needs to be tested. Very, very important. Prophecy isn't fatalism. If we believe that someone has brought a word that's in line with Scripture and in, the, in line with the leading of the Holy Spirit and is a word from God, then we're responsible for, before God to, to, let, to let that word shape our vision and our praying and our planning and our giving. Also, it's, it's very likely that when someone brings a word, even, even some of it's accurate, but not every word of it. 
Sometimes when people bring prophetic words, the timescales that are prophesied don't quite work out, for example. And we can get focused, well, it didn't happen then because they said this or they said that. Timescales aren't always... Our understanding of the timescales, the way it's brought, sometimes they're wrong in timescales, but the heart of what they bring is right. Don't get caught up on the detail. Get the main thrust of things. As I say, sometimes they're wrong with timescales, and sometimes it's because those who hear the word are slow to respond in faith. For example, I have no doubt that God's plan was that the children of Israel went straight into the promised land. They came away from Egypt, they crossed over uh, the Red Sea, or the Reed Sea as it was, and, and traveled across and entered the promised land. That was God's intention for them. I have no doubt for that. That was, that was his plan. What happened, of course, was that through lack of faith, a whole generation missed out before the next generation entered in. Prophecy only is any good to us if we combine it with faith and let it shape everything we do. Otherwise, it's just words. It's called despising prophecy. And we're told in Scripture not to do that. So with us, as we hear this word, the the elders have spent time with it. We believe it's right in line with what God has for us. Um, Our praying this week has, has been shaped by this word and the previous word, Julian brought over Jubilee in 2007. And finally, before I play it, let me just say this. Prophecy, the fulfillment of prophecy can take a lifetime and more. Just have a look at prophecy in scripture. Some can be worked out instantly. Some is for the now. Some is a medium term fulfillment. And some may be years ahead. I I lead Jubilee with interest. I'm 64 in June. Guess what? I won't be leading it in 20 years. One, I might have gone to glory. And two, you wouldn't want me to. Right? That's how it is. The point is, it's not about, oh, it was just for that season. When God brings a word, Jubilee's here for the long term. Jubilees in Teesside for the long term. God's going to grow us and make us very effective in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I believe that with every fiber of my being. What we're doing is laying foundations right now that will impact the whole of this area and impact the whole of the nation and the nations. That's what we're called to. So just, just bear that in mind when we're hearing the prophetic word. I do believe what we're about to hear is God's best for us, but we need to combine what we hear with faith and perseverance if we're entering into the good of it. Okay, now let me just explain. I'm going to, the, the words will come up on the screen and you will hear it through the speakers nice and loudly. Uh, Julian's not terribly distinct at times. Can I also say right at the beginning, he was holding the microphone wrong and so the recording keeps dropping out. It does settle down in the main. All right, so don't be put off. For a while, you're going to think, what, what's going on? But it, it kind of settles down. You will have the words on the screen as well. And uh, when he's finished, I will come back and talk a little bit more. Is that all right? Okay. Thank you. Just as I've been praying about um, this church and what God has called this church to be, God has called this church to do, I felt God begin to. I felt this was not.
biblical term that God meant to begin to give the church a significant name in this community to begin to influence even at a governmental level. I believe there's going to be consultation and there's going to be connectivity and connection concerning different aspects amongst the poor. Give you a voice to speak into. And I believe God wants to say to this church, it is the season of which I'm going to begin to bring unusual, undue promotion. For you've been faithful in the secret place. You've been faithful in the unknown place. You've been But today I'm bringing out significant public And I believe God wants to say to you, there is going to be think tanks. There are going to be... Um, uh, places of, of uh, 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 policy decision-making that God is going to give you a key voice uh, into. And it's going to be beyond just working amongst asylum seekers. It's going to be beyond just working amongst uh, particular uh, groups of, of, of people. It's going to be at a, at a significant level uh, of influence. And I believe God wants to say it's time to begin to think outside the box. I want to give you favor outside the box. And I felt to let and God wants to say to you, the next six to eight months is going to be favor around buildings. Favor around buildings. And that where it's almost like you've gone, well, we just have to settle for where we're at. God says, suddenly I'm going to bring a turnaround. around. Suddenly the cloud's going to move. Suddenly uh, 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 um, the Red Sea's going to part and you're going to be able to come in to that which I have for you. And I feel like God wants to say to you, this is the season of the promised land. This is the season of the promised land. That even as the people of Israel had to move from one place to another to get into the promised land, even so God says, I'm going to move you from one place to another. And I feel like there's even going to be a crossing of a river. There's going to be a crossing of water. And I see buildings open up. I see significant uh, places opening up for you. But it's almost like uh, you're going to have to begin to think like promised land people. Like, you know, even there was a mentality change as they came into the promised land. In the promised land, there was more than enough. And so they couldn't think like they would just have enough for tomorrow or today. They had to think with a more than enough mentality. And I believe God will bring you into a more than enough mentality. And where there's been restriction around budget and where there's been restriction around finance, God says to you today, sons and daughters, I want you to think with the eye of faith again. I want you to propel and move into a place of radical faith. For I am going to use you very significantly to shift the atmosphere around the poor and the broken, even financially. I'm going to use you to shift the atmosphere to be able to display what it's like to be a kingdom people. And so you could get ready ready for that in this next season. And I feel like God is going to begin to take you um, uh, to, to a new place where it's almost like the building that I see is going to be very prominent. It's going to be a prominent place in, in a place of hustle and bustle, in a place of, of moving and going. And, and there are going to be people around. It's going to be a significant, significant place that God wants to give you so that you have a voice in significant uh, uh, places. And I feel like God wants to say to you over this next season, I'm going to begin to unlock even that which has been hidden. And I prophesied last night over the teenage, uh, the, the students in 20s that it's time to pick up the old promises. It's time to begin to believe for the old promises because in this next season of promised land, there will be promises fulfilled. 
There will be promises fulfilled. And I see God beginning to open up doors and God is going to begin to shift um, the wineskin. Whereas before it was about one or two people going to the nations. It's almost like uh, in that season of apostolic uh, um, advance with Jeremy, it was about one or two going to the nations. In this next season it's going to be a church going to the nations. It's going to be a people going to the nation. I see teams leaving from this place to go to, go to nations on short-term missions and establish things. I, I see key leaders and I see normal members working together on projects in different nations. This will be a church thing. This will not be a, simply an individualistic thing. And I believe God says to you in this next season of a wineskin change, you'll begin to see the unlikelies come through in great potential. And I believe God wants to say to you that even the nations that you have in your local church will begin to be touched physically by those from this church. That suddenly I will open a door for you in these particular nations and you will go there and establish something of my kingdom. And I believe the Lord wants to say to this church that I'm going to begin to redeem worship in a new way. I'm going to begin to come again in the area of worship where it won't just be about three songs, a tongue, an interpretation, and then the offering. It will be about a coming of visitation. It will be about a coming of breaking in. It will be about moments where you will linger in worship longer than you've done before. I want you to know, sis, God, I'm coming. And in those moments, more will get saved and added than through your ability to simply plan a meeting. And so you to get ready because I'm about to hijack and ambush worship times. I'm about to do it. It's going to be extended. It's going to be breakthrough. And it's going to carry healing in its wind. It's going to carry healing in its DNA. So that even as you worship, people will begin to get healed. I believe the Lord wants to say that this church is about to move into a season where suddenly charismatic life is going to burst forth from the church onto the streets. I see people getting healed on the streets. I see people getting saved on the streets. I see God beginning to release a training facility that will release people to be trained not only in the word but in supernatural activity. I see God giving you an ability to release people who will be trained up and be sent. And I feel even in terms of FP and, and people who give a year of their life that's going to increase. It's not just going to be one or two. I see 10, 15 people coming to say, we want to give, we want to plow. And I see in-house training. I see in-house preparation. I see in-house strategy that will be released to reach the geography around Teesside and beyond. And so you're to get ready for this, says God. I believe also the Lord says to you that they're going to begin to be satellite groups that are going to begin to be released in the towns and villages around this region, that God will cause a an epicenter in Teesside, but it will be released up and down the coast into the inland with little villages that will have groups of 20, 30, 40 people who are connected to this epicenter because I want to get a net that will reach far wider than you've ever anticipated before. And I feel like God says there are even going to be significant farmers, there are going to be significant uh, strategic uh, land workers who are going to join these little communities in the middle of nowhere that is going to resource and release a funding that will begin to touch even many different nations. And so you can ready for 
strategy is going to be like a net. It's going to be like a net thrown across this region and across this conurbation. And at every joining of the net, there'll be a community. At every knot on the net, there'll be a, a, a big group and a, a people coming together. And so I want you to think beyond where you are today, says the Lord, for this is the season of acceleration. For I'm going to begin to break you through in the next kind of eight to uh, uh, um 12 months, I'm going to begin to break you through the 5 and the 600 mark. I want you to know I'm going to begin to add people to you and I'm going to begin to push you through into the next level. And so get ready because I'm going to about to bring significant growth. I'm going to about to bring significant platform that will get you ready to push through that 500 mark. That will get you ready to push through that 600 mark. I believe there's also going to be significant staff reappointments and changes. There's going to be a shifting and a moving around that will cause people to come into the right place and that will cause uh, uh, even the flow of, of, of grace to come so there will be a releasing of resource uh, in this church. And so get ready you need to think like promised land people. You need to think like promised land people where resource is not an issue because there's always enough. There's always enough. And, and I just believe God is going to begin to release a whole new dynamic of faith in the area of finance for this church. And, and just believe like you've always lived with just enough and you've seen the provision of God. But God says in the promised land there's more than enough. There's more than enough. And I believe God wants to commend you for your faith faithfulness in giving. God wants to commend you for your faithfulness in sowing. But God says, surely after a season of sowing, there comes a reaping. There comes a reaping. And so I'm going to begin to add to you, not just in money, but in people, resource that will touch nations. And so God's really going to begin to do a new thing. I believe the Lord wants to say there's going to be an addition of an evangelist in this community. I see a strong, gifted evangelist coming alongside you, Paul, that is going to begin to uh, unlock even a greater dynamic. Um, and I see buildings and communities being filled with a very presence of God and, and this is a new season of promised land thinking. This is a new season of breakthrough, says God. And I just feel like also there there is to be a real expectancy of um of not just the poor coming but the rich coming. Alright? In the very same chapter where 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 God commands us not to love money for it's the root of all evil he commands the rich. <laughs> uh, and there's a dynamic in that. And so God wants to release a dynamic of even wealthy professionals who will come in. I believe there's something to do on the outskirts of of uh, Keyside. And I see like uh, land being cleared. And I see a whole new development um Programs. I feel like uh, it's almost like on the east side, I see development programs and upliftment programs to particular areas that have been run down, and I see new homes and new housing projects. And I believe there is like God is getting ready for a replacement of people in this region that's going to cause a swelling of numbers, and you're to position yourself to be ready for that. All right, I, I, I just see this in my mind's eye. I haven't seen this physically. Um, and so I just feel like I want to say to you to get ready because there's going to be lots of people coming. I feel like even um, 
cities around this area where people have become disillusioned with city living. They're going to come here and find homes and settle, and God's going to give you the favor of reaping them into the kingdom. And so you can get ready for that. I feel like there's a significant... Um, whoa. I see... I see, um, I see like building alterations in the city center. Um, and I see some buildings coming down and new buildings going up and like a predestinization of the city center, uh, where I see homes even right in the core of the city. And I feel like God is going to give you voices into those places. I feel like apartment blocks and stuff being set up right closer to the city. And God says, I'm going to give you people from these areas, professionals, who are going to carry something of the kingdom. And when you begin to see the facelift, it's like a facelift coming right into the city center. I haven't been there, so I don't know what's happening at the moment, but I see like a facelift coming. When you begin to see infrastructure and money coming in to the, right into the core of the city where it's being downtrodden and where it's being uh, difficult and where it's being dilapidated, suddenly God's going to restore and there's going to be life that's going to come. God says, in that moment, you can know that I'm giving you a window of opportunity for many to get saved. And to get ready for it, God's hand is on you. I just feel like I want to say to you in this next season where um, where you're pushing through, God's drawing a line with the disappointment of the past. He's drawing a line and he's saying no more because I'm taking you into a place of ruling and reigning and governing in this region for kingdom purpose. So, Father, we release that right now in Jesus' name. We thank Okay. How's your faith? Um, that's, that's quite a, um, a large word, I think, I, I would say. Uh, and it, I'm going to take us through some of the things we're praying for this week. But I, I don't know how you feel about prophecy. There's such a cynicism about prophecy these days because it's, it's used so glibly and often it's wrong and people say many things and it doesn't happen and so what we get is a mindset that says oh well we'll see we'll see well I, I just believe this is a word from God to us the time scales could be wrong and all that but this is the heart of God for Jubilee's future and therefore, if it is, it's where we put our energy, our praying, our, our, and we work. But I need to say, I, I was just listening to it now, I just felt, this is not going to come easily. Yes, it's promised land time. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that. There's always an abundance in the promised land. Hallelujah, because if we're going to grow into five or six hundred, we'll need a lot more staff. Otherwise, I'll die and Simon might die too. So... <laughs> The, the reality is we, we're, we're, not, we're not structured for a church much bigger than we have. In fact, we're already hitting our heads on the ceiling of, of the structure we have, and all of that has to change. This is a pivotal moment for Jubilee, and, and I, I, I believe it with, with all my heart, and roles will change, and, 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 and leadership roles will change, and we're going to need more people doing more things in different ways all of those things. But I just felt as we're listening to it now, I just felt God say, you will have to fight for this. Because we have an enemy who hates us and he will do everything to stop this. 
Okay? He wants Jubilee to be just the same as we are in five years' time. That's what the enemy wants. I'm acutely aware, and I'm I'm not in any way being critical of Jubilee's history, but I'm acutely aware that when I came in here, there was a, came here, there was, you know, the the glossy vision document with the four R's and all of that's great, but there were some timescales on there which said, in the next five years, we will grow to 600. We were already in year four and we were nowhere near it. Okay? The problem with putting timescales on numbers, which actually is what Julian did, and he didn't say five years, he said eight to 12 months, which is like, uh, bring it on, is that what I'm saying? But the issue is not the timescale, the issue is what we're working to. Okay? You got the heart of that. Now I'm believing God for change, but it, it will move at the pace of our faith. And we'll have to pray and fight through. Certainly personally, since... Since about the 16th of December uh, last year, I, I, I just felt as though I walked into a brick wall. You know, I could describe it. I probably, I, just in my spirit, it I was just worn out. I just felt quite low and depressed. Seemed able to function when it came to preaching, but it was like walking through treacle. Anybody ever been there? All right. I was thinking this, and I, it, I knew, but I knew, but it, this is oppression. This is enemy activity. But I, could, I, I couldn't make it go away. I couldn't make it go away. And I, I was just digging in and digging in. And, and it's hard sometimes. Okay? I, I think we, we paint a terribly wrong picture if we say, you know, the Christian life's always success, always easy. If we're going to see Teesside transformed, the nation transformed, we are running headlong into the enemy. Okay? We are running headlong into his strongholds, and we will tear them down, but it doesn't come easy. We have to pray, we have to fight, we have to give ourselves for these things. And so I'm encouraging you to pray and to fight and to be diligent this week, particularly. And don't be surprised if you start to pray and you find yourself feeling really a bit, bit overwhelmed and a, and a bit down. What happened with Jean and I, we, we actually went away. At the, it was Jean's birthday on the 25th and I, I, on the 26th we did Word Plus, so I couldn't take her away that weekend. So the following weekend... Uh, we went away and we stayed in Durham for the weekend, uh, about three nights there. And we had this amazing experience where we uh, we met a, a we went to the cathedral, didn't we? And um, I, it's a cathedral, you know. And I like cathedrals, but it was a cathedral. And uh, after a while, we've been there a while, and I had my camera around my neck, but you're not supposed to take photos, so I, I didn't. And I was a good boy. And after a while, this very tall guy, old guy in a, in a black dressy thing, came and, and um, walking up with us on a stick. And he, he said, if you want to take photographs, you know, you can go and get a permit. I said, no, it's okay. We got talking. It turns out he's about 80 years old. He, he'd been Anglican vicar. He's retired now. Uh, his wife died two years ago. Uh, but Anglo-Catholic... But it turned out he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, was involved in the whole renewal movement in, in the Anglican Church, and it was a wonderful story. And we were talking to him for about 40 minutes. And, um, and that was good. I was just really encouraging. Uh, and then and he said, oh, he said, I, I was feeling low today, and I asked God to give me somebody who will encourage me. And he said, God's given me you two today. And that was wonderful. I was just, and he kept saying, my dears, which made me feel a bit strange. But, but, but... <laughs> 
you know, he was just lovely. He was just lovely. And uh, then we, 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 we said goodbye to him. We went off to the cafe at the cathedral. And um, we were sitting having a scone and a cup of coffee. And he came in and got his lunch. And I waved him off. said, you can sit with us if you want. So we had another hour and a bit with him and found out about his family and all sorts of things. And, and that was just lifted our spirits. But at the end of it, he did one of these Anglican things that, that only the Anglicans can do. And he, he imparted a blessing. And he said, may the Lord bless you. And you know what? All that gloom and all that stuff, I just, it took me a while to wonder how everything changed. It went away. It went away. It just like lifted the oppression of the enemy and you think, hmm, isn't that interesting? You know, so actually the whole issue of blessing, the whole issue of encouraging one another, the whole issue of building one another up, not correcting one another, but blessing one another. You know, may the Lord bless you. May you be encouraged in your spirit. May you know his peace and his joy. May you know those things. Those things are important. And at the end, when I finish chatting, which will be in a little bit, um, I'm going to bless you. Because we need to know the Lord's blessing is greater than all the enemies huffing and puffing. We need to know we're, we're not in a dualistic situation where there's God here and the devil there and who's going to win. No, no. God is all supreme. The devil is best as a fallen angel. He took a third of the host of heaven out with him because he wanted to be God. But he's cast out of heaven forever. And you know what? He is legally defeated on the earth through the work of the cross. He has no right, no power in our lives unless we give him the right we continue in sin, we open ourselves up to the enemy. No point saying, oh, I'm having a bad time. If you know you're sinning, stop it. Okay, because we open ourselves up. But if we stand in Christ, the enemy has no place to unsettle us, trip us up, or anything else. Got me? So let's have a look at what we're going to pray for. You've got your thing there. I'm just going to highlight one or two things. You should all have your prayer leaflet. And, um, okay, we're, we're praying for in, increased profile and that sort of thing. But I, I thought it would just highlight the building issue. He said God was going to give us favor about buildings, plural. So if you spotted that, buildings, I'm thinking, oh my. Now, I, seriously, I've felt this for a while, that what we're looking at is more than one place. But not yet. We'll start with one place. But there's a whole favor of buildings, and uh, we need to be asking God. He also seemed to say this year was going to be a key year on the building front. Yes. Are you up for that? Yes. So let's really pray. Come on, God, we want it. It's going to have high profile in the middle of a hubbub center and all that sort of stuff. Yes. That's what I say. We just need that. And we're saying, God, how, how do we find it? Yes, we can look, but we need to pray. We need to pray that God shows us it. We need to pray it comes our way in, in the right. Will we own it? I don't know. It would be good if we do, but let's pray for it. Okay? A leadership training base. Oh, imagine having a facility where we can have all sorts of training going on. We can bring people over from other nations. We can just do all sorts of stuff. We can care for the poor and needy and educate people. All of those things, we need resource. We need resource. You know what? If we've got that center, I have no problem believing for Jubilee to be 500 people and beyond. None at all. Okay? 
that isn't a problem. So prayer, the building's important. It's not pivotal in the sense, well, it's very important, but it's, it's not the only issue. These things, we, we get in line and we, we said, this is the plan of God, so we make our decisions in light of it. But at some point, we need, we need buildings. And then finance. Okay, we've, we've always gone along, it seems, at Jubilee, from what I understand, we've always got just enough. Which was very prophetically correct. Okay, but now, he said it's promised land time, so there'll be an abundance. Yes. Okay, I want to be able to think, we need a staff member over here, let's employ them. I don't have to think, where am I going to get the salary from? We need to have a different mindset. There's going to be an abundance, but you just know where abundance starts? Starts in our hearts and in our pockets. Because usually when an abundance comes, it comes through the people. So be praying to God for your abundance so that you can give it away. I believe with all my heart that some people have a gift of wealth generation for the kingdom of God. Not many people can be trusted with that because actually once you've got it, the temptation is to hang on to it just in case. I always say, God, why didn't you give me lots of money? Obviously, you can't trust me with it. Because, you know, if I had lots of money, I would do this, and I'd bless this, and I'd bless that. And he said, you think so? Because suddenly money changes all your thinking. But God says, it's promised land time. And so we have a gift day next Sunday. That can be the start, can't it? Of stepping into an abundance. Let's pray for that. Find myself... Slightly thinking about the five loaves and two fish. Thinking a lot about this at the moment, and I, I'm really, I'm not quite sure why I'm thinking about it. It has something to do with Africa as well, but you know what? He said, what do you have? He said, this boy brought his lunch. He's got five loaves and two fish. That would do. Everything he had, that would do. They took it. Jesus blessed it. And it fed 5,000 men plus women and children. And there's 12 baskets of food left over. That's a miracle. And you know, if we're going to touch Africa, I'm wondering a little bit. I'm, 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 I'm not as scripted as usual, but let me just share with you about Tanzania and other places too, but Tanzania. I, I, had, I showed you Ernest a couple of weeks ago and his family, and I think I told you then that the, the, the Islamic strategy for reaching the nation is to build mosques at every village and every place as fast as they can and when he's pouring in from Saudi Arabia and then what they do is they say to people you come to the mosque we will feed you you become a Muslim we will feed you and so they create a dependency culture and the church what we're trying to do is build little churches people are trying to plant churches there's no money they can't eat the, the, the inflation rate's gone down like that in Tanzania and so people are saying, what are we going to do? How can we care for 200 and AIDS orphans? How can we? How can we? We can't feed the church. The chap we're going to see had his electricity and his water cut off uh, just two weeks ago. And, and I've been involved in helping sort that. And, and this is a, a guy leading a church of hundreds of people, and he can't pay his bills. The church can't pay their bills. How are we going to take a nation? How are we going to see a transformed society when there's no money? And the problem is they say, well, we can give it. Well, we can, but you know what? All the resource in the world isn't going to solve that. We need a divine intervention. And so what I, I feel like God's speaking to me about the five loaves and two fish. We've somehow, I've got to go to Tanzania in June, and I'm, I'm going to, 
somehow I'm going to help them. I feel totally out of my depth. But somehow we've got to start to, to learn to believe God for the miracles of provision. The multiplication of resource. It needs to happen on the ground. Because can you imagine the church where God provides? A church where, where abundance comes from very little. Suddenly the strategies are different, Ron, from a dependency culture. Now the strategy is within the church. There's the blessing of God. There's the provision of God. And people go, hey, miracles happen there. Miracles of food and water and all the basics of life. Can you imagine That's a different strategy. That's not a dependency culture, relying on other people and food from outside. That relies on our God. There's there's something there for us. And I'm kind of, just telling you where I'm at at the moment, I'm kind of wrestling through that. I feel pretty exposed on that one. Really? By June, Jonathan and Angela are coming. I'm going to get Jonathan to handle this one. Um, But you know, this, this whole thing of somewhere... There's a release of a provision from heaven that we've not seen yet for the church. I believe that. I believe that for Teesside. An abundance in the promised land. I believe it. But I don't know how to get to it. I'm, I'm way stretched out on faith here. But I'm just being honest with you. So we have the opening doors into nations. Jean and I are going off with Sarish and Mavash to... Uh, to Turkey to visit Izmir and Yalava. We're going on the 3rd of April for a couple of weeks and um, I'm still not quite sure what we're going to do when they get there other than I'm preaching on the Sundays but we'll make it up as we go along. That's usually what happens when you go on these trips. Um, and and that, that'll be exciting. Uh, and then, uh, then there's Tanzania. We go on the 30th of May for a couple of weeks and that should be exciting. I think... <laughs> It'll be very exciting. Um, also, we're involved in Ghana. I know we've not been to Ghana yet, but I have a feeling that's coming. Uh, we sent uh, the computers out to Ghana, if you remember. We've sent 22 netbooks out to Ghana. And, and then I've been scattered around different nations and leaders in different nations with all the training materials on, which is great. Interestingly enough, our son, Andrew, is preaching in Ghana at the whole church this morning. Um, just how God joins all these things up, I, I do not know. But that's, that's, that's quite exciting. First time he's ever been to Africa. Challenge for him. He's got a message to say he got sunburnt. Ha! Even with factor 50 on. Ha! Okay. Then we have the, the whole thing of redeeming worship. Uh, just more of God. Just worshiping God. More of his presence Okay, life bursting from the church onto the streets. And then a net stretching over Teesside. Um, I, I feel actually this picture of a net. Can you get the picture of a net across Teesside, down Saltburn, perhaps Whitby, I don't know, and then up the coast as well. But a net, like a big fishing net. And every place where you have a join, you know, a knot in the net, there's a little or a large community of Christians. But it's a net that's joined up. It's a net that people are built together, working in relationship. Some parts of that net I see as, as local churches with their own leadership, leadership, but other parts of the net I would see as, 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 as you were outposts of Jubilee, resourced by Jubilee, served by Jubilee, where people don't have the resource to do anything in a village or a ta- small town. 
but we can resource that because it's a year of jubilee, isn't it? And, and actually, the, with the promised land time. And I, I just felt God show us. It's a bit like a multi-site church, but I feel like God's opened my eyes to a new method of church development and growth and resourcing that we've not seen before. I think this picture of a net is the way forward and I actually think it's probably the way forward for Tanzania too but I'm, I'm praying into that one so I'm, I'm pretty buzzing about the net you need, you need to know that just telling you where I'm at and, um, and of course an increasing of people pray for more people and then pray for the staff to go along with that and the changing in roles and all that means And then we come to the four wells that Julian prophesied of, these four areas of church life that God was opening up um, here. Uh, Do you remember them? I I hope you keep praying for them because actually it's exciting. The whole area of 20 to 35-year-olds or 17 to 35-year-olds really. uh, Isn't that good? Isn't it great that when when we first put this out as a prayer request, we didn't have impact. We, We didn't have any students. And I look now and think, hey guys, well done. You're an answer to prayer, but just the start of what God has. I see a huge move of, of young people, vibrant for the kingdom, dynamic in God, okay? Impacting Teesside, going out to the nations, being trained, being equipped. Whoa, whoa, what a place to be. It's the only place to be. It's Jubilee, okay, that's right. So we're going to keep praying for that. And then worship and creativity, we, we just, we want to be, I was, I was watching, um, we were watching the God TV, we don't watch it a great deal, watching God TV last night, and I, I, there's something on there that blew me away, but I'll, I'll tell you about that another time, but we, we picked up a, 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 just a simple song, which is Hosanna in the highest, be lifted up, was that about it, wasn't it? That, I think that's the whole, whole chorus. And it just, I just sung it in my sleep all night. It was one of those times. You know, it's not the complication of songs. It's the focus of the one. We're just, just singing to the king. Just exalting the king. God's, God's going to increase this whole thing of worship and entering his, into his presence. We need to be praying for that, praying for, for the gifts and all that goes with that, but also creativity. And I'm not talking about creativity that just happens on a Sunday morning, but I'm talking about creativity in writing music, but creativity that's released into the church and out from the church in terms of business and all sorts of things. To be creative, to dream dreams, to, to find skills that we never knew we had before. The potential locked up in a group of people let it be released for the glory of God so we're praying for that we're praying for an increase in signs and wonders flow of the miraculous and healing I I believe with every fibre of my being that God heals today I believe with every fibre of my, my being that the church are called to be instruments of his healing to a lost and dying world not just on a Sunday okay but into the streets into the workplace into your homes wherever you are and just to be ministering healing I believe that we need to be praying Lord we want an increase in that I want the situation where we read in scripture says and the power of God was present to heal you know when faith is stirred and you go I'm just going to pray for you and God's going to heal you that, that sort of stuff we're going to keep doing it. And wonders, signs and wonders. 
wonders. I tell you what, if this prophecy all works out, do you think that's a wonder and a sign? But this is the heart of God for his church, to transform the world. Everything Julian brought was in line with the purposes of God that we read in Scripture. And then the fourth well, fourth area is an apostolic resource base. We are to be an apostolic resource. Resource for apostolic mission that transforms Teesside, that impacts the nation and reaches out to the nations all over the world. Where people will come, where people will come to be trained, where people will come to learn. Oh, just imagine bringing people in from other, other nations to train them for a few months and then sending them back. This whole thing of ascending people. Part of the prophecy was that people from other nations who are, you are here now, you will go, Sarush, um, this is not a prophetic word, but you, you, you will go and impact other nations. You will go and impact the nation you're from, maybe, in years to come. God is equipping us to be that active people. I think that's exciting. How it's all going to work out, pray. Because the answer is, I don't know. I wish I could say it's all wrapped up and there's a pretty picture and it's all done. I don't know. It's far too big. All I know is, this is what God has for us. Therefore, we need to call on God for it. We need to lift our eyes beyond where we are. We need to say, God, I see it bigger. I see it bigger. I see us having greater influence. I see that's your plan for us. I see us touching nations. I don't know how, but Lord, I see it. If you can see it, we can believe for it. If you can't see it, ask God to help you see it. You see, part of us wants Jubilee to stay the same. How many of us would really like it? Because we like Jubilee like it is. And now we don't we have it. See, growth is uncomfortable. Other, other people, other leaders, it all becomes uncomfortable. It's like, well, we prefer that. We no, no, it's all going to change. My role will change. The leader's roles will change. Other people will come into leadership. I don't know what it's all going to look like, but if we're going to grow, that's how it will be. And you know what? We have to pray it in and it'll be a bit awkward. And, and so we have to get beyond that sense of, I just like it like it is. God help us. God help us. I'm going to finish with this. We're involved in Turkey. We're involved in Tanzania. We are involved in Ghana. And we're involved in Canada. We have people here from Eritrea and Iran. Hey, let's pray for every bit of that. Just see what God will do as we pray this week. Are you up for that? I think this is exciting. Oh. See, I... Oh, dear. I see a resource center. And it's got a sign on it. It says, Jubilee Center. And it says, home of Jubilee Church, T-Sign. Home of, open door. Home of other charities. Home of all sorts of ministries and possibilities. Home of. Because we're a net working together for the purposes of God.
We're not building our own little thing here and our own little thing there. This involves the, the church in Hartlepool. John's bringing some people over tonight to the prayer meeting. We're together. And for the first time, I can see God's plan for the Northeast a little bit more than I've been able to in three years. Okay, let's stand. Sorry, I've waffled on. Is that all right? I just, if you don't mind, but you just, you need to get what's in my heart, really, and you've got it. <laughs> the band would come back but I, I just want to pronounce a blessing over you and uh, band are going to come back I'm going to pronounce a blessing over you we've already taken up the offering so we don't do it twice we'll make a feature of it next week though and we'll have a big pot in the middle and you can come and put your gifts in the pot but it'll be a big pot you want prayer for any reason this morning there'll be a ministry team here to pray for you just come out to the front we'll pray if you need healing God heals today may the Lord bless you real good may you know his touch and his presence and his power this week May you know his grace and his encouragement and his love this week. May the Lord lift you up where you are down. May the Lord pick you up where you've fallen. May the Lord freshen your heart with his love. And may the Lord fill your mind with his promises that have never changed. May his face shine upon you and may you know his grace. In Jesus' name. Amen.